Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. We return to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Office Equipment Solutions North America wide. Yeah, Digitex does that. D I G I T E X dot C A on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. It's 134 in Edmonton. Welcome back. Just before we go to George LaRock, Edmonton sporting icon, Montreal-based uh, media personality, I had an interesting text sent to me. Uh, this individual, I'm not going to give the name, but just says, Bob, just a heads up. If Trudeau and the NDP team up and force through guaranteed income, uh, and then in brackets, buying more votes with millennials, it will make it even tougher for Canadian teams to win. R.E. Tax on income over X amount. Interesting perspective. Uh, are we going to have a guaranteed income in Canada? Looks like we might be headed that way. Uh, without further ado, he's guaranteed entertainment every time that he's on the show. We welcome back uh, as part of Truculent Thursday. We've already had Louis DeBrusque and Brian Burke on the show. Uh, former Edmonton Oiler player, beloved Oiler, uh, one of the toughest men in NHL history, now Montreal-based media personality, George LaRock. Hi, George. How are you? Very good, Bob. How are you doing? Okay. Are you in town? Or are you doing something here in Edmonton? Over the, uh, What's going on? No, I'm doing a kit for sport. I'm actually doing it uh, from Zoom for Montreal. Uh, okay. A, it's a big event, uh, big event to raise money so kids could have a chance to play the sport that they love by having free equipment for that foundation. So I'm doing, I'm on the air on Zoom with uh, Marty Reasoners on there. Um, and uh, Strad Riggs on there too. So Mark Conley is going to host it, and it's going to be fun, lots of stories, and uh, it's going to be quite entertaining uh, for everyone that's going to be uh, listening to it. All right. Well, Mark Connolly's a terrific on-air personality. Obviously, Jason's uh, Strudwick's found quite the niche for himself here in the market. Great storyteller. Marty Reisner, uh, kind of a, a, an un... Uh, there is a player this year, and this year's draft that reminds me of Marty Reisner. It's still in Holloway out of Wisconsin. But uh, you played a bit with Marty over the years. He was a great guy, wasn't he? He's one of the funniest guys I've ever played with. Uh, it was awesome. You know, we- the team that we had, what was their strength? Is we're such a like a family, such a close family. We didn't have big, like we never spent money on big guys until we did it on pointers. But because we're so close and a tight team that we always did stuff together and hung, and hung out together, we that was the strength of our team. And because of that, you saw it on the eyes that a team that that was binding together and and going to war all together. It, it was awesome. And Marty uh, always had tons of laughs, tons of laughs with him. You know, today is Sean Horkoff's birthday, George, uh, and it's, you know, the year you guys went to the Stanley Cup final, Hemsky had 77 points, Horkoff had 73, Jared Stoll had 68. That was the year there was tons of five-on-three goals. Uh, I personally think Sean Horkoff's actually underrated by Oilers fans. I think he's a better player than people realize. You played with him. What do you think about uh, Sean Horkoff? Well, I, I'll tell you, I played with him, too. It's funny because I finally graduated because... 
he started playing with me on my line and he worked his way up. I think what happened though with Sean is he was, he, he, you're right that he was underrated until he got his contract. When he got his contract, then um, he got, he, he didn't do as much, he didn't live up to the, to the new contract that he got because, you know, when you make seven million a year, there's a certain numbers that have to come with it, right? His work ethic never changed. He always gave his best and it was always unreal. He was an awesome player, but he never came close to the numbers that gave him that contract after he got it. You know what I mean? So I think that's more the thing that people were talking about. But still, Sean Orkov that you saw from before, that from his first game he played to the last, he was always the same, one of the hardest working, the hard guy, and a guy that you could rely on him to win. Do you remember when he blocked the shot with his face against Detroit in game number, was that game three in Detroit or maybe it was the end of game, what, or no, what was it, game three? It was in Detroit, so it must have been either game two or game five. That's just, because there are guys out there that are scared to block shots, aren't there, George? Well, it's called a flamingo. Um, I'm telling you, when somebody pulls a flamingo, lifts their legs up, uh, the next day when you do a video, the coach always point them out. And, uh, you know, it's embarrassing. You never want to do that. I remember uh, uh, John, Jason Bonsignor was good at doing that. <laughs> but still, uh, you know, it's like you have to pay the price, you know. Like, like look at Boychuk. That's the best example. The first game he plays, he comes uh, for the Islanders against Tampa. What does he do? He was hurt, and he comes back, plays first game of the playoff. He's blocking shots, and you know the energy that it gives to a bench when a guy does that? He sacrificed himself every shift. And that's why you never want to skip the puck. Every time you do that, you say, it shows that you sacrifice yourself for the team so it's better for everyone. You inspire everyone. How many times did you see a guy, you're on the bench, you're watching one of your teammates just block when you're like, oh, man, like you're just kind of shaking your head. Like I, I know that Jason Smith has an example. Jason Smith, like, George, you're a great fighter, one of the toughest guys in NHL history. Jason Smith had the pain threshold of a cadaver. He was a tough guy, wasn't he? Like, he, he, you couldn't hurt that guy. He was like the demolition man. No, Jason Smith was the undertaker. Like, uh, it's crazy because he was like another he was like another goalie because he didn't just block shots. He stood in front of it. Kind of like Buckberger. Buckberger was like that, too. I don't know if you remember, Bucky would go down to block a shot like a butterfly goalie. Like, it's insane what Bucky was doing. And, and Gator uh, wasn't doing the butterfly, but he's still putting all his butt in front of the shot all the time. He always sacrificed himself for the team. And I remember, like, uh, uh, Kenny, which was our trainer at that time, he had to pull, like, when Jason was too hurt, he had to force him out of the game because Jason wanted to play every game, even though he was broken from all over the place. And, uh, yeah, that's, and the fact that that guy was your captain, you know how easy it is to go to war for a guy that has that attitude? And, you know, you follow always the example of the captain, right? So it was yep. easy and fun to follow the leader of Jason Smith. I remember when I, George, I grew up and Mark Tenorti was in Red Deer. And I only played against him once or twice. But guys were scared to go on his side of the ice because he was like six foot four at like 12, 13, whatever. He was tough. Okay, and I remember Jason Smith went toe to toe with Mark. Like Mark Tenardi's first NHL fight was against Bob Probert, and Jason Smith was not on your caliber, but he went toe to toe with Mark Tenardi. Like Jason Smith could chuck him when he decided to get going, couldn't he? Yeah, but the thing with Jason though is, it, I, I always tell him, why you fight open like this? Because he was every one of his fights was wide open. You know, it was spectacular to watch, but the goal of the fight is 
you protect your face, you know, you protect yourself and you, you hit somebody. You don't, you don't go on there and, and trade punches. You get one, I give you one. You get one, I give you one. You just want to give, you don't want to get him when he fought. It was wide open. He said, you want to get him there? Let's trade. They were trading bombs all the time. So that's why every time he fought, it was spectacular. But uh, not always for his face, though. <laughs> hey, George, there's a guy the Montreal Canadiens added. They traded for him. They made a very subtle signing, four-year deal, $3.5 million. Joel Edmondson. He fought uh, Josh Manson this season. Same situation. Opened right up, and they were just chucking from downtown against each other. This was after Josh Manson had uh, flattened uh, Eric Holla with a huge hit. Um, Canadians have added a goaltender to ease the workload on Carey Price, and now they've got another defenseman that might be a left-handed shooting version of Ben Sherratt in Joel Edmondson. What's your take on the decision by Mark Bergevin to give him a four-year extension? Okay, well, to start, three point five is okay because uh, he was he, he made three million last year on restricted free agent. We we're afraid that he was going to give him four million, four four five because he was he was getting unrestricted. He gives him three point five. Which is okay. The term is a bit longer because next year, like, first of all, the way Kulak played in the playoffs, he played pretty good with Petrie and, and he looked like he was going to start in the second pair with Petrie, uh, this year coming up and the Montreal was just going to focus their money to get forward up front. But now that they got Edmonton, you know that he's going to play. Bergeron already told him that he's going to play with Petrie in the second pair. So Kulak's going to be in third. But now, because Romanov's going to be there next year, Romanov is going to be a third pair, so that that puts Kulak out. And the thing is, the reason why I think the term is a bit longer is that the hope is that Romanov next year by December is going to be in the top two pairs. Eventually, we'll be playing with Petrie. So now you have to look at you know in months in contract and say, is it good to play to pay a third pair defenseman three point five and another three years after next year? When Romanov is going to be there, and you need to save some money to sign Gallagher, to sign uh, Deneau. Uh, we don't know what's going on with Domi yet. And, you know, they're going to be strapped for cash, but because they're still looking for that big right winger that could, that, that could put some goals in that. So that's why it's, 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 it's quite like the defense now is set. Now the pressure is on Bergeron to see what he's going to do for forwards. I incorrectly said Sherratt's a left shot. Uh, obviously, Shea Weber and Jeff Petrie are both right shot defensemen. They're the top two. Uh, Petrie's got one year left. Does he? He'll be thirty three next year, George. Oh, they're going to sign him. They're going to give him whatever he wants. They have no he, choice. He's been pretty good there, hasn't he? Man, if, if with the way I look at him, I'm like, I wish he was that good when he was in Edmonton because Edmonton could use him right now. But yeah, he's very good in Montreal. The way that he plays. He's poised. He's really good with the puck. Um, you know, at one point, he was the best demon in Montreal until Weber went back to healthy and, and it's back his strong again. But uh, now he's very reliable. Uh, he scored great timely goals, and, he, and he's quite physical when he wants to be. The, the Canadians have a guy on the, like, I had somebody ask me about Victor Mete today. What happens to him? He's a little guy. But there's another guy I'm going to ask you about, and that's Kale Fleury. I think Kale Fleury has a chance to be a player. He, uh, he He's a big hitter. He can move the puck. Uh, he played 40 games last year for Montreal. What did you think of Kale Fleury? He, he's, he's good, but I don't think his future is going to be in Montreal because right now, with all the demons that are there, um, there's no room for him. There's no room for Wallet. There's no room for Mete. 
And because I look at Kulak being the extra guy, so I think, unfortunately for him, he's going to have to be elsewhere. You know, they, they really wanted to focus on the top four to be able to protect Carey Price because obviously yeah. you've got to protect best goalie in the world. Without him, Montreal is nothing. So, And, you know, remember Montreal, they try to get away uh, about the fact that they're a small team. They're known to being a small team, and you have to be physical against them. And now that you have big 4Ds now, now, like, at least defensively, they're way bigger. Now they have to work on getting bigger wingers because the biggest problem they have right now, Bob, is getting right, like, like right and left winger now. They want to get big guys that could do the job. They want to get a right winger that's going to be so good that with Suzuki, automatically you could say to you, it's your top first-line center. And then, because Montreal will be a good team if Dano, Tatar, and Gallagher, if they could be a second-line center. If they could be a second-line center, because they were one of the best line five-on-five in the NHL this year. So if they're the second-line center... Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Survivor 46 is here and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast. And we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Valladares, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast. That means that they have good elements in the first line, and then they could say that they have production from two good first lines. Canadians will have uh, Ben Schrott, Joel Edmondson, and Romanoff on the left side. Weber and Petrie on the right side. They've got lots of depth defensemen as well. Uh, you mentioned what they might need up front. They do have Max Domi. His father, Ty, spent time in Winnipeg. Uh, could Max Domi be part of a, uh, a deal for Patrick Liney? Has anybody brought up the name Patrick Liney to Montreal? Oh, many, many times, because right now they need him. Like Winnipeg, they need a center bad. And in a depth chart, if you look at the trade base players, Domi is the only center. Domi is a second-line center. He's very good. He's proven. He, he could help you win now. He's young. And, and so is Liney. Liney is 22. Domi is 24. So uh, I think he totally fits the bill. It's just that what they're going to ask with Domi, right? Because I don't think straight up, they would they would give line for Domi, but I think that uh, the Jets it could be a team very interested because you know with all the the history that passed that happened with with Liney and the Jets, uh, I don't know if they're uh, they're really keen on keeping them and, and especially the fact that he's on the trade base and there's many guys I think they want to keep keep before that, but I don't know like it 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 will be a dream for a lot of guys in Montreal to see Liney playing the right side of Suzuki, but at the same time. Um, who would they have to give up with Domi? Like, I think that they would have to give a first pick, Domi, and something else. And I even thought it, it might have been Romanov with Domi and a first pick to get Liney because a proven 40-goal scorer like that, every team is looking for that. So, uh, you know, I'm pretty sure a lot of teams are going to be aggressive. And, and you know what, Bob? I think it could also happen before the draft because now teams are getting more and more aggressive. They don't want to wait in the draft because 
they could lose the guy that they could be looking for that that that, that could help their team, right? So teams don't want to. Uh, they, they have targets. They're pretty aggressive. And uh, I just can't wait to see what's going to happen because even Bergeron in an interview in Montreal, he said that by the time the draft comes, he might not have any money to spend. So meaning that he might do all his moves before the draft. Right. So we all expected to see what's going to happen. Well, I'll mention this to you, George. Montre- uh, Winnipeg's light on right shot defenseman. Kale Fleury's from the West. He's a decent defensive prospect. I think that's a useful. Uh, I mean, if, if, if the Canadians gave up and they're in a situation where they got two, uh, three number twos still, George. So let's just say they gave up their number one and a number two, Flurry and Domi. Does that get you, Patrick Liney? It might get you there if you're, you, you might get there if you're Winnipeg. Uh, Brendan, Brendan Gallagher's got a year left in his deal at 3.75. Are fans in Montreal concerned that that's a lot of wear on the tire there for uh, Brennan. He's a physical guy. Plays. He's a five foot nine guy that plays six foot three. George, is anybody concerned that he might wear down long term? Actually, everybody is concerned of that. The thing is, is that everybody is afraid that if you give him too much of a long term, uh, the last three or four, if you give him a seven year term, the last three or four years is going to be too broken up. But at the same time, everybody recognizes that he's the hardest hold of Montreal Canadiens. And uh, without him, they can't win. And right now, the Montreal Canadiens, they try to win right now. So uh, I talked to his former agent, David Edegui, uh yesterday on my show, and he said that he thinks that because of COVID, he's not going to sign as much as he, as he would want to, but he sees him signing a six-year, $6 million deal. And for a guy that has two, two uh, seasons of 30 goals and, 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 and what he brings to this dressing room and how respected that he is, it's very possible, and, and, you know, he's indispensable to this team. They need him. They can't get rid of him and stuff. I think they need Domi, too, but unfortunately with Julian, it's not working because Domi is a guy of character. But, uh, yeah, and, and, if it's, and if he asks for seven million a year, they're going to have no choice. He knows that the ball is in his court for Gallagher, that the team, they got to keep him. So um, maybe they'll go in between six and seven, but uh, he does deserve everything he's going to get because, He's the hardest soul of that team, and every game that he plays, he plays like he's his last, and, and, and he's just he's a machine, that kid. Would the uh, Montreal Canadiens eat half of Carl Alzer's money to get rid of him? Uh, the signing bonus for this year has already been paid, uh, yeah. $1.5 million. He's uh, his, his cap hit is 4.6, but the real dollars left on him are $5 million over the next two years. Would they, yeah, pay exactly. half, would, would they eat it half the to- money? Actually, this year, uh, they, don't, they don't have too much trouble for this year because everybody that has to be signed is next year. So okay. for this year, I'm not, he was a pretty good mentor for the, for the, for the kids in, uh, in Laval. They did a good job. He had a positive attitude. So maybe they would keep him one more year before doing it. So. But next year, for sure, they can have that on the cap because whatever way they're going to try to sign and, and what they're going to do, they're going to need all the room that they could get. Obviously, Jake Allen will be gone, so there's a full million you save there. Uh, you know, and then and then you know, guys, other guys like this that that they're gonna have to make a choice. Like Tassar, I don't think he's gonna be back. So next year is gonna be a problem. But for this year, uh, I don't know yet. They're not rushed to to doing that with him yet. George, great stuff. Good luck with your event later today with Kids Sport. All right. The only guy missing on that would be you. Hey, you know what? You got some great people there working with you. Have some fun with it. We'll talk next Thursday, George. Thanks, brother.
That is George LaRock, uh, Edmonton sporting icon, very popular former Edmonton Oilers player, now Montreal-based media personality. Royal Pizza, pizza past and so much more. Edmonton owned and operated for over 50 years. Royal Pizza offers curbside pickup and takeout options. Excuse me. Uh, for a menu and a list of their 13 Edmonton and area locations, go online at royalpizza.ca or you can download the Royal Pizza app from the App Store. The staffer recommendation is the Mediterranean chicken. To this day in Oilers history, I already mentioned Sean Orkov's birthday. Today was also a good day for Darnell Nurse. And back at the 630 Chad Studios, here's Brendan Escott. This is about a week after I took this gig. Defenseman Darnell Nurse back in 2018 signs a two-year, $6.4 million contract to stay in Edmonton. The seventh overall pick in 2013, Nurse has 125 points in 367 career games with the team, and that includes 17 playoff games 77 points over the last three years even strength uh five on five situations that's tied for seventh in the nhl so 77 of his uh, 100 points obviously nowhere near the top 20 in defense scoring overall because he's has not played significantly on the power play and he may not be that guy but he's a pretty useful defenseman, no question about that. There's an old saying in the car business, cars cost less in Wetaskiwin, but outstanding customer service is the key to business as well. Brent Ridge Ford is a nine-time President's Diamond Award winner for customer satisfaction. They'll provide you with outstanding service at the time of the purchase. They'll continue that standard of service after the sale as well. You can let Uncle Milt, Rich, Johnny, and the gang at Brent Ridge Ford lend a hand. You can reach them at one 877 or go online at brentridge.com. We will tell you tonight, uh, Reed Wilkins does not have a show. Game six of the Eastern Conference Final between the Tampa Bay Lightning and New York Islanders. The puck drop is at 6 p.m. Uh, Jack Michaels will be one of our guests on tomorrow's show. He won't be watching that game. Jack's going to be watching the Cleveland Browns and the Cincinnati Bengals. I did not know this. Uh, the Browns had not won a season opener in 16 seasons. That I did not know. Jack will join us on tomorrow's show. Michael Lake, who is a Edmonton Wetaskiwin MP, will be on tomorrow's show at about 1.20. Mark Specker for the Horses and Horse Racing Alberta at 105. Elliot Friedman for our friends at the River Cree Resort and Casino from NHL Hockey and Rogers at 12.35 tomorrow. Up next, the global news weather traffic update with Eileen Bell, followed by the 630 Chet Afternoon News with Jalen and I. Brendan, I do want to mention, we're also waiting on one more potential guest uh, coming up on today's show or on tomorrow's show. So thank you for that. Uh, thank you to all of you who participated in the interactive uh, aspect of the show. Lots of texts. Keep them coming. It was great. Stay tuned. Up next, global news weather traffic update. Eileen Bell, so long with... Truculent Thursday on Oilers Now. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio. 630 Chad.